Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. TFA fam, it is week 14. That means for the majority of you, we are one week away from the fantasy playoffs. Let's not waste any time. Let's get those lineup sets. We can lock in that dub this week. We're going to talk about our top 24 running backs. Let's jump into our RB1s for week 14. They are as follows. We have Christian McCaffrey at the top, followed by Alvin Kamara, Isaiah Pacheco at three, Tony Pollard, Zach Moss, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Travis Etienne, Rashad White, Kyron Williams, Joe Mixon, and Austin Eckler barely hanging on by a thread here at RB12. Kev, who should the folks know about in this RB1 range for Week 14? Yeah, I'm going to start things off with Tony Pollard. He's really bounced back in a pretty big way. I mean, there for a while, it was pretty rough. But over his last four starts, Pollard has started to look like running back we thought he would be when we drafted him in the second round. He's averaging nearly 16 PPR points per game over that same span. He's also back to being efficient with his touches as he ranks fifth in explosive run rate and 12th in yards after contact per attempt. This week, you take on a Philly defense. Now, on the season, they have been solid against the run, uh, allowing the fewest fantasy points to running backs. However, over the last four games, the Eagles have started to really struggle in that department, allowing 162 rushing yards per game and four touchdowns. They've also allowed the fourth highest explosive run rate, 21st in stuff rank, and 14th in yards after contact per attempt. With Pollard still playing roughly 70% of the snaps and 60% of the rush chips, he makes for an easy top five running back this week against the defense that's starting to reel a little bit. So really do like Tony Pollard a little bit here against this Eagles team. Also, this is the highest total on the slate at 53 points, one of the rare 50-point-plus games we have on the season. So uh, this game should be a lot of fun on Sunday night. And then let's move over to Rashad White. After starting the season pretty slow, Rashad White has been one of the most consistent running backs in the league. He has scored 16 or more PPR points in six of his last seven games and is averaging 17.5 PPR points over his last four games. White has also been incredible workload this year. He's played 80% of the snaps with nearly 70% of the rush attempts and seeing a very healthy 14% target share. He's been one of the bell cow running backs this season. Now, this isn't the easiest of matchup against the Falcons as they have allowed the 13th fewest rushing yards per game, the 6th fewest explosive run rate, and the 14th in stuff rank. 
But we have seen this matchup before where White posted 16 PPR points and finishes the RB12 in the week. So I do still really like Rashad White, especially with his usage inside the passing game. The last time these two teams played, he had six catches for 65 yards. So still really like Rashad White. And you have to absolutely love the opportunity that he's seeing with the workload that he gets. So uh, next up, let's move over to Zach Moss versus Cincinnati this week. Moss took over last week and handled a monster usage rate. He handled 94% of the snaps. 91% of the rush attempts and 70% of the routes. The only frustrating thing is he only saw a 5% target share. While the production wasn't there, the volume is really what stood out to me. Cincinnati has really struggled against opposing running backs. They've allowed the eighth most rushing yards per game, the seventh worst stuff rate, and the fourth highest yards after contact per attempt. Moss makes a strong bounce back RB1 play after struggling last week against a very good Titans run defense. Next up, I don't understand Joe Mixon this week. When I when I first started this, you know, I got all my rankings set, got everything done, and I usually try to go check out plays, just kind of compare and contrast with what my rankings look like, see if I'm way off on something. But what did make sense to me was Joe Mixon. The consensus right now, they have him as like RB17, RB18, which is fucking ludicrous to me. Joe Mixon has, has really started to put it together. He is the RB7, averaging 18 PPR points per game over his last four games. His usage remains the best in the league. He's seeing an 89% opportunity share, and he's playing 71% of the snaps with 78% of the rush attempts with a 14% target share. He has been an RB1 in four of his last six games, and he currently ranks 13th in missed tackles force per attempt. Not to mention the fact that this is a great matchup against the Colts. They've allowed the third most rushing yards per game, the fourth lowest stuff rate, and 17th in explosive run rate allowed. The Colts have also allowed the fourth most PPR points to the position. Joe Mixon is a smash RB1 play this week. I don't know what people are thinking with having him that low. None of it makes any sense. He has been balling over the last month. And so I, I don't understand why that's that's not following him because everything else is aligning for him to have another monster game like we just saw last week against the Jaguars. So fire up Joe Mixon with Tom. Yeah, really quickly on the flip side of that, of not understanding the rankings, someone who is ranked a little bit too high that we were talking about before we jumped on, Kev, is Austin Eckler. Now this week it is a good matchup, but I moved him all the way down to 12. I think consensus rankings on Fantasy Pros has him at RB5, and he had just not been good after coming back from that injury. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't put him too much lower because of the matchup against Denver, but – that is someone who is certainly not the lock that he was looked to be at the, at the beginning of the season. So just want to throw him out there. If you have him, you're likely not sitting him at, at this point. But uh, you're not looking at him as, you know, like I said, locking in a 20-point-plus performance the way that you probably were whenever you drafted him as a top four, top five pick in your drafts this year. Yeah, and just to add on really quickly, he was somebody that I was going to talk about because I actually have him as an RB, as an RB. Uh, it's really been, like you said, it's really been disappointing. And just a couple of notes here on him. I mean, he has more games this year that he's finished outside of the top 24 running back than he has he's finished inside the top 24. And what's really been frustrating for him is he's only played roughly 50% of the snaps and handling only 48% of the rush attempts. On the season, he's still only seeing a 10% target share, which is a massive drop from last year where he was seeing nearly a 20% target share last season. So this is a very good matchup, though. The Broncos have allowed the 10th most rushing yards, the 10th to highest explosive run rate, and ninth after contact per attempt. But uh, this could be a good bounce-back game for him. But right now, it does not look good for Austin Eckler, and I think you really need the temporary expectations. He's not the same guy that he was. Onward to the RB2s for Week 14. We have Bijan kicking off at RB13, followed by Jameer Gibbs, Devon Achan, David Montgomery, Javante Williams, James Cook, 
Raheem Mostert, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, Brees Hall, Jalen Warren, and Jerome Ford at RB24. Kev, same deal. Who do the folks need to know about in this RB2 range as they are setting their lineups for Week 14? Start things off with James Cook against the Chiefs. Cook has continued to play a part-time role. He only plays about 45% of the snaps. He handles 46% of the rush attempts. But the value has come from his uses in the passing game over the last three weeks. He has... Uh, seen about a 14% target share. He's now averaging 16.1 PPR uh, points per game over his last four, which comes in at RB10. You know, against the Chiefs, the Chiefs have struggled recently against the run as they allowed the eighth highest yards per carry average over the last four games. They've also allowed the 10th highest explosive run rate and the lowest stuff rate, as well as the fourth highest yards after contact per attempt. So you could definitely run the ball against this team. Cook makes for a solid high-end RB2 play this week. And then Devon Achan uh, came back last week. Uh, return immediately and played a large role in the offense. I think much bigger than I think people were expecting, me included. Uh, he played almost 60% of the snaps, handled 50% of the rush attempts, ran 64% of the routes with a 17% target share. Achan, uh, once again, had himself a big day coming in as the uh, RB3 on the week with 25 PPR points. Now, this is a tougher matchup this week against the Titans. The Titans have allowed the seventh fewest rushing yards the second highest stuff rank, and the 11th lowest yards after contact per attempt over the last four games. Uh, HM will need to be uh, good through the air this week to get there as the Titans have really tightened things back up on the ground. So Devon HN is super explosive, obviously can get there at any time, but uh, just a little bit lower because this is a pretty, uh, a pretty solid defense here for the Tennessee Titans. And then let's move over to Chuba Hubbard. Hubbard continues to operate as the lead back. He, uh, he has played 64% of the snaps. He handled 74% of the rush attempts last week. He's also playing 100% of the two-minute snaps with 64% of the long down and distance snaps. Now, the, the only concerning thing is he saw zero targets. Hubbard has, has put up RB1 numbers in each of his last two weeks and now faces the Saints defense that has struggled to stop opposing running backs. Over the last four games, the, they lead the league in rushing yards per game, the lowest stuff rank, seventh highest yards after contact per attempt. They've also allowed five of their six total touchdowns on the season over that same span. So Hubbard is really a strong RB2 this week. I know we we don't have him in our RB2 in the consensus, but I have him as a RB2 this week. For me personally, I think I'm an RB18. Really like this matchup for Chuba Hubbard. I wish he was being utilized more in the passing game, but all things considered, he is still the workhorse here in this backfield. And playing those two-minute role, long down and distance snaps, really sets up well for Chuba Hubbard. So next up, let's talk about Keaton Mitchell, another player that I have as an RB2 this week. Gus Edwards is turning into Jamal Williams, where he is a touchdown or bust. Uh, his snaps have dropped from 54% all the way down to 26% over the last three games. His rush share dropped from 61 to 24% as well. He, he's also not involved in the passing game. Keaton Mitchell has earned a larger role moving forward. He played 45% of the snaps to handle 30% of the rush attempts with a 10% target share. Mitchell has proven to be the more efficient with limited touches. He's a low-end RB2 this week against a Ram defense that has allowed the eighth fewest fantasy points in position. Now, lastly, just hit on Derrick Henry and quickly. Kind of have him a little bit lower than consensus probably. But Henry left in the third quarter what was uh, thought to be a concussion. However, Rabel stated he wasn't in concussion protocol. Uh, with that extra day, he should be ready to go. But we'll have to monitor that situation. Because if it's not a concussion, I mean, I'm curious to know why he missed the entire fourth quarter. But we'll have to wait and see on that. But the problem here and why we have Derrick Henry so low is this isn't a great matchup. Henry has been one of the most game script dependent players in the league. It could be game scripted out, especially in a matchup against the Dolphins, where they are heavy, heavy, heavy underdogs. The Dolphins have been very good against the position as well. They allowed the six fewest PPR points in position. The only the only other thing that I will mention here is something we have to pay attention to is the situation with Najee Harris. He was added to the injury report, was a DNP on Tuesday with a knee injury. 
Obviously, we're going to have the quick turnaround on Thursday with that game between them and the Patriots. So if he is out, Jalen Warren, I kind of have him priced in already as if Najee is going to miss or at least be limited. You don't want to see anyone uh, pop up on the injury report uh, kind of out of nowhere like Najee's with, with his knee injury. But I have Jalen Warren at like 20-21. So even if Najee's out, I'm not throwing him up like too too high into my rankings. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that like this just sets up to just be an, an absolutely dreadful, ugly Thursday night football game. We have a total of 30 on this one, Kev. Like this feels like an Iowa Hawkeye like college game with this low of a total. Um, so just just gross. Let's move on to the the any any of the guys we want to talk about outside of the top twenty four. Kev, you have anyone that uh, that you want to shout out here? Yeah, I mean uh, Alexander Madison. I think uh, he remains a starting running back, handling fifty five percent of the rush attempts. While this has been a uh, while this is a very good matchup against the Raiders, who have allowed the sixth most PPR points to the position. Madison has only scored more than ten PPR points once since week six, so he's going to be pretty hard to trust. He really hasn't been able to get there. He's been super inefficient, so. I think you can play him, but I don't have a high expectation, although being a good matchup. Roshan Johnson's the next one. Now, he, I think he's one of the more interesting players of the week because the last time we saw him, he played 75% of the snaps and handled the bulk of the workload here. Coming off their bye week, I still want to see if this is the new norm or just a blip. Uh, he's, he's playable as an RB3 this week with a decent home matchup against the Lions. Ezekiel Elliott, I know a lot of people are going to talk about why don't we have him as an RB2 this week. Because of the matchup you just talked about. It is extremely gross. The, the yeah. Patriots are only have a 12.5 implied team total. You know how fucking bad you have to be to have a 12.5 in team total? Really bad. And bad, then on bad. the other side, you have Mitchell Trubisky, who is going to be manning the Steelers offense. So it is going to be gross. Probably one, of, But I'm sure it'll go out and score 70 points or something like that. 100%. You know, because that's, that's just the 100%. way it goes. But... But right now, that, that matchup looks extremely gross. I don't like. I, I think you could play Zeke because of he's probably the only one there. I mean, really, him and Ramondre Stevenson are the only people, the only running backs that have touched the ball for them all year. They have not included one other running back. So I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know if Jermichael Hasey is going to mix in and get some of these touches. But because of how he's using the passing game, if he continues to have that same role as he had last week, I think he's still probably a pretty decent RB3 because of his role in the passing game. And that is going to wrap up the week 14 running back rankings. Please hit us with a like and a sub if you have yet to do so. Any start sick questions, any lineup advice, anything like that, go ahead and drop them in the comments below. You can also join us live on YouTube on Wednesday night when we will be answering all of your start sick questions, no matter how long it takes. Appreciate you joining us. Good luck this week. Let's get those dubs, and we'll talk to you soon. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.